stayed with me the most was my dad telling me to memorize this feeling. The, that euphoria that you have, mm, that yeah. out-of-body experience that you have when they call your team's name, when you're holding the trophy, like memorize that feeling, right? Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Hi, 612 this morning. Great to be back with you on the weather situation quickly. Good news is, as you just heard Tyler Moore detail later this morning, things are going to rapidly improve. Temperatures will rise above freezing once again. In fact, already at 34 in Milwaukee. But we got to get through the morning commute. A literal white knuckle drive for me coming in from the south side. And a soggy walk for me yeah, from the right. Route 15 bus stop. You know, they, they talk about a white knuckle. You know, like when I pulled into the parking structure this morning, my hand, like my fingertips were numb because really I had apparently been gripping the, the wheel a little bit tightly this morning. It was tough. I, I think probably they were delaying some of the plowing operations as this is going to be a quick hitter this morning. So things will get better through the morning, but we'll stay on top of it. Debbie, obviously, with the traffic situation, going to be real important for your drive in. I'm not easing back into the program, though, Adam. Lots to get through today. I will revisit this with you at some point this morning. Yeah. yeah, I was out, out for a week. We were in Orlando with my family, my youngest daughter, Olivia, part of the Greendale High School cheer team, as well as the pep band that won a national championship at the Walt Disney World Resorts, ESPN Zone down there. And I'm glad you're back in person because I have more questions about a particular photo of you and one dark lord of all the Sith. I did. My son Max and I also had an audience with Lord Vader. In the Star Wars, so what do they call it? Galaxy's Edge there sure, I think at so. Hollywood Studios. So I'll share a few more things from that. And then later this morning, really excited about this, we have the director of the new documentary that premieres next week in select theaters and prime video on our guy, Giannis Antetokounmpo. All of the NBA players. The Milwaukee Bucks select Giannis Antetokounmpo from Athens, Greece. 18 years old, coming from a different country. Everything was new to him. My brothers, the first time they're going to see me in an NBA game. I'm just very happy. And the film is called Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. And we've got the director and producer, Kristen Lapis, who's going to join us at 810 this morning. Uh, and an opportunity to see the film, to have an advanced screening. It is amazing. It is inspirational. And you're going to learn a lot about Giannis and indeed his marvelous journey. Just the improbability that things have worked out in the way that they have. And we'll be seeing a lot of familiar faces, too. I went through IMDb to see the roster of names and people you'll recognize from that journey, and it's pretty extensive. There's everybody in there. Former players, John Horst, the former general manager who drafted Giannis, takes us through like what that process was like, how much they didn't know about this kid when they drafted him, and how the Bucks won the lottery in so many different ways. So we've got the uh, producer and director of that film joining us at 810 this morning. All that ahead on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After getting boat raced at home on Tuesday night, the Milwaukee Bucks will have one more chance to get back into the win column before the All-Star festivities get set to take place this weekend. Bucks head coach Doc Rivers and his team will be in Memphis tonight to take on the Grizzlies. And unlike the loss to Miami earlier this week, Milwaukee will look to get things back on track, beginning with their defense. Well, the first thing you know, you have to get is stops. 
you know, if you're taking the ball out every single time, I mean, I don't know what they end up shooting, but they were shooting 57 at halftime, right? 58 or something. So you're not getting a lot of transition. You're not getting the ball out and running. Everything was half court, and, and we got stuck in the muck in half court. We never slowed them down offensively to ever have anything um, on our end. You know, I think that's part of it. Bucks, Grizzlies tonight from Memphis. Tip-off is set for 7.30. Coverage will get underway right here on WTMJ beginning at 7 p.m. From the NBA over to College Hoops, where the UWM Panthers got a bounce-back win on Wednesday night, defeating Cleveland State on the road. This was a close one, winning 71-68. to Pullion deep three, bucket, just the way they drew it up. They knew it all along. Scott Warris right there on the call on 101.7 The Truth as Kentrell Pouillon would sink three of his nine points on the night there. Fazion Fields would also add 17 points. And with the victory, the Panthers crawling back to a 500 record, currently sitting at 13-13 and 13 on their season. After the game, head coach Bart Lundy on his team's big-time road win. They just fought and scrapped and you know, found a way, and uh, uh, that's a really good basketball team we just beat that plays really well on their home floor. Uh, I couldn't be more proud of those guys. Uh, just It was just a total team effort. Next up for the Panthers is a home game against Northern Kentucky on Saturday night. And lastly, back over to the NBA where some news occurred before a game was played last night. Detroit Pistons center Isaiah Stewart arrested for assault for punching Phoenix Sun Center drew Eubanks at the arena hours before the two teams even tipped off. Eubanks said before the game the altercation happened as he was coming into the arena. He said the argument started and they were chest-to-chest before Stewart threw a punch. Phoenix police said Stewart was issued a citation and released. And usually, Vince, you see the emotions running high during a game. Uh, not so much hours before a game, but I'm so glad the Pistons were involved in this. Right, that's taking you back. It's very fitting. <laughs> so. Fantastic. Six nineteen on Wisconsin's morning news coming up. A good celebration for the Kansas City Chiefs, and it just had to end the way it did because of a, a couple of bad apples. What this guy did that may have saved more lives in that shooting that occurred at the end of the Super Bowl rally. That story is coming up. At 623 on Wisconsin's Morning News, great to be back with you. And this morning, authorities in Kansas City still not offering a motive necessarily for what sparked a gunfire at the Chiefs' Super Bowl championship parade and rally. It is becoming clearer that fans stepped in and, at least in one case, worked to detain one of the suspected shooters. It was a good celebration for the Kansas City Chiefs. And it just had to end the way it did because of a, a couple of bad apples. It's a guy named Paul Contreras. You're going to see him all over TV news this morning as well. Video appears to show him among fans who tackled one of the three people believed to now be held by authorities. Eleven children among the 20 shot and injured and one person killed in the gunfire at the end of the rally. We get uh, ABC's Andrew Dimbert to bring us up to speed on the latest. The gunfire erupting near Union Station, a transit and tourist hub near the main stage of the event. Killed in the shooting, local radio DJ and mother of two, Lisa Lopez Galvin. Her station describing her as a beautiful person. Police say more than a dozen adults have what are described as life-threatening injuries. Three people were taken into custody. Police did not immediately release information about the suspects. What we still don't know this morning, Adam, is much of anything about the suspected shooters. Yeah, and I think there were three that they've detained so far, and yeah, very little is known. Like you said, there's no motive that's clear. What is clear is that this happened in a sea of people, and you can you see the overhead video when the shooting breaks out, yeah. and 
It's just like a spread. And you can see still there's several thousands of people who may be completely unaware of what's happening. And this is not the first time we've seen this at a rally. I remember uh, when Toronto won the NBA finals a few years ago, there was a similar situation in that city. And I always find myself thinking every time there's big crowds, what if? Yeah, and the, the fear, not that it matters to those who were shot, to the family of the woman who was killed or the others who fled that celebration in horror. Uh, But the fear that the event was specifically targeted by a mass shooter, that appears not to be the case in the early stages of the investigation, that it's more likely there was some sort of beef or a fight, even a shootout between the multiple suspects here. But a little more here from ABC's uh, Andrew Dimbert on our guy Contreras and others on that immediate reaction by folks there in the moment to step up and protect their fellow fans. I never think about it. I just... A reaction. I didn't hesitate. It was just, just do it. Multiple people, including Paul Contreras, were seen tackling and punching one man believed to be a suspect. As I'm tackling him, I see his weapon either fall out of his hand or out of his sleeve. So when I seen that hit the ground, I'm like, oh, you know, we got to take this guy down. Casey Filter is then seen picking up the man's gun. I just saw it and just thought I I needed to get it out of the way somewhere. A lot of discussion about the law enforcement officers who were there who ran toward danger. Also, you apparently had a couple of regular old folks who also did the same. The children injured range in age from as young as six years old to 15. And we do expect to learn more about the circumstances that led up to this tragedy in the day ahead. It is 626 on Wisconsin's Morning News. The Bucks won more before the All-Star break. Brandon Snide looks ahead in sports at 645. Speaking of sports, Vince, uh, Iowa hoop star Caitlin Clark, she has certainly made a name for herself over her career with the Hawkeyes, and tonight she will have a chance to set some NCAA history. Long jump shot, Clark, Iowa's Caitlin Clark is out to break the NCAA women's career record of 3,527 points scored by Kelsey Plum from 2013 to 2017. Tickets to watch the number four seed team host Michigan courtside are more than $3,000 on StubHub. The average price for tickets this week has been more than $520, and the most expensive game of all time hasn't even happened yet. That'll be when Clark and the Hawkeyes play their senior night against Ohio State March 3rd. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. If you're looking to get ahead of the game on that one, average price, $557 to get you in the door. Dang. So she is a senior this year, right? Uh, yeah, 22 years old. <laughs> Otherwise, you, can you imagine if she had one more season under her belt? Woo! But she's going to get that record. Let's go for 5K. Clearly, right? uh, amazing and, and, and great for women's sports, which has seen just this surge of interest. I mean, if you're into sports because you like good competition... That's what it's provided. You look at the Badgers and their rise uh, with volleyball and women's uh, Marquette hoops have been fantastic over the years. Like, I think it's great. I'm hopeful that, and Caitlin setting herself up to be a dominant force, not just for the WNBA, but she's going to, I have a funny feeling she'll have some Olympic gold in her future yeah, as well. Yeah, you would hope, right. Mm-hmm. USA, 638 on Wisconsin's Morning News. It's time to celebrate an everyday hero. This is when we honor that average John or Jane Doe who had no idea when they got up that morning that they would be saving a life. Today we head to Lake County, Michigan. This one hits close to home for me, being a type 1 diabetic myself. His name is Wyatt Perrin. He's 13 years old. 
when he says he noticed his grandmother wasn't doing well. She was grunting in pain. She was really sweaty. She was she was like red like a tomato, like like hot. His grandma's 78 years old. Now White knows his grandma's diabetic and seemed to be having a low blood sugar reaction. He tells Fox 10 News. Never seen that in my entire life. Mostly it's just sweating and slurring her words but not ever puffing her chest up in pain like that. Never seen that. Wyatt immediately sprang into action, calling 911. He never panicked. In fact, dispatchers credited him for being so calm. He explained what was happening. He was quick. He was diligent. I was holding her hand saying, it's all right, Grandma, I got you. They'll be here soon. Don't worry, all right? As for Grandma Mary, she is okay. Now, she doesn't remember the incident at all. However, she told Fox 10 that she remembers seeing her grandson afterward. We just hugged uh, and for quite a while. He didn't want to let go of me, and I didn't want to let go of him. Without him calling 911, I would have probably died. That's right. Thank you, Wyatt. 13 years old from Lake County, Michigan. Thanks for being an everyday hero. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. One person is dead and 21 others were wounded by gunfire in a mass shooting at the end of the Chiefs Super Bowl parade on Wednesday afternoon in Kansas City. Three people have been detained and are currently under investigation. After a four-game homestand, the 35-20 and 20 Milwaukee Bucks will be in Memphis tonight to take on the Grizzlies in the final game before the All-Star break. Tip-off tonight is set for 7.30. And lastly, the UWM Panthers got back into the win column on Wednesday night, beating Cleveland State on the road, this one by a final of 71-68. to With the win, the Panthers improving to 13-13 and on their season. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. Snow may be in the air today, but that faint sound you hear coming from the warm desert in Phoenix is Brewers baseball right around the corner. On Wednesday, pitchers and catchers officially reported to spring training, and the eagerness of the season just became a reality for me and likely for you, too. After winning 92 games and the NL Central title mere months ago, this offseason we all just encountered as Brewers fans may go down as one of the more memorable things in the last handful of years. A new season will certainly bring lots of new changes to Milwaukee for 2024, and for me, well, the new season has led me to a different kind of optimism. For years under Craig Council, we all knew what this team was going to do. They were going to win around 90 games or so, compete for the division, and try to make a push for the playoffs. This year, what excites me is the opposite. It's the unknown. Now, does that make me spoiled as a Brewers fan? Not sure I could use spoiled and Brewers fan in the same sentence. But let's face it, life over the last six years has been pretty good to us. But with that all being said, there is reason to be excited about 2024, even if this team doesn't meet those expectations that we have in the years past. The addition of Reese Hoskins finally seeing Jackson Trio have his shot in the bigs, the freshman who will now be elevated to new roles, and a manager who has lots to prove, and most importantly, a city with a chip on its shoulder the size of five counties to prove to their old skipper that big cities don't always mean bigger opportunities. It's going to be a different kind of fun this season in Milwaukee, no matter what happens. Six fifty-three. 
on Wisconsin's Morning News, bringing our friend teammate from ESPN Milwaukee, Jen Lotta, this morning. Jen had an experience that I'm sure you can relate to. Uh, and I'll just share this real quick. I've gone for a week because my daughter is part of the Greendale High School cheer team who just brought home a national championship. Oh, congratulations. So they had to walk through the halls yesterday at the high school. And all the people lined up and cheered. Drumline took them through. That's and everybody amazing. Cheered. Cool. What an incredible experience. And so not just to brag on my kid, but also congratulations to Menominee Falls High School. Their cheer team won a national championship in their division. And Kettle Moraine Lutheran finished third in their division. So they bring home a bronze. And there were about 16 or so cheer teams from Wisconsin down there competing. Love that. So the thing that, that I wanted to run by you, which Adam, when I was talking with you and Greg the other day when you guys checked in, that I... Didn't feel like I fully captured and expressed, but I'm one of these guys that refers to our sports teams as we. Brewers are we, Packers are we, Bucks are we, Admirals are we, that's we. This has never been more we (laughs) than to have your child up there on that big stage and achieving something so special. And it gives me chills thinking about it. And I, I wish that for every parent to watch your kid have that kind of success. Well, first of all, all that weeing you just did made me think of the little pigs. So, <laughs> wee, wee, all the way home. All the way home. Um, <laughs> That's me. Yeah, exactly. Yesterday on your flight, all the way home. <laughs> wee, wee, wee. Um, first, okay, so congratulations. That's amazing. I think about parents and, and I think about how you have driven her to practice. You have, you know, yeah. bought the uniforms. You have done like the long list of things that you have done. So you're fully invested in that, probably more so than you are at the Brewers level or the Admirals. Right. Are you about to cheer up? Did I do the thing? Little Did bit, I do the Jed Latta thing where I made? <laughs> um, but but I think about the investment that you and your wife and your family have made and the hours you have spent, you know, helping her achieve her goal. And I do think that you should be able to celebrate and feel proud because you guys had a huge role in her getting to that level. And that, it, you know, so many parents do that for whatever your kids are into and whether it's music or sports or you know, some sort of other activity. Right. And you, you just want to see it so badly pay off for them. And right, the we is real. Like, and, and we all have a we in our sports teams, maybe more than some other places. I mean, we help the Bucks build that stadium. We taxpayers. We, I'm a shareholder for the Packers. That's a little bit of a we. The Brewers, obviously, we're helping them with American Family Field. So there, I, I don't feel bad about calling that a we. But when it's your child and you do all of those things, I mean, we did concessions <laughs> at the ballpark to help raise money for this. You do all of those things that that parents do. And it's just super cool. Uh, I told her after that, uh, you know, I'm proud of you. I'm not proud that you won because obviously that's cool. And I'm excited about that. And so many of us, I'm proud of the way that you went about winning and proud of how you and your teammates carried yourself after that, congratulating the other team, talking to other families, congratulating their fellow Wisconsin teams that also still had competitions ahead. Proud of the way they handled themselves. That more than anything is what's important. And I'm glad you said that, Vince, because I had a very similar experience when I was in high school. I competed at the state golf tournament over at University Ridge. And I'll be honest, I performed horribly. Like, no joke, second to last in the individual (laughs) scoreboard. I was dreadful. But I'll tell you what, the whole way through all 36 holes I played those two days, my mom friend Barb were right there following me every single hole and they were so right at that late 18th hole I was so upset I was so angry but they were just I'm so proud of you 
and it just erased all of not everything. I was still pretty upset how I played, but it felt so great to have just them there being there and saying. I don't care how you performed. You performed. And Jen, that ESPN uh, sports venue down there at Disney is pretty oh, phenomenal, it's fantastic. right? Yeah, they do an incredible job. It's like they do these events all the time. So it's yeah, just they a know what they're doing at down this there. point. I will say this last thing before I go, guys. Um, when I had success in sports as a young um, athlete, the thing that Im- stayed with me the most was my dad telling me to memorize this feeling. That euphoria that you have, Mm, that out-of-body experience that you have when they call your team's name, when you're holding the trophy, like memorize that feeling, right? Because there are going to be so few experiences like that down the road. And so just like, I always think of it like when you're at a wedding, your wedding, and people are like, slow it down. The night is going to (laughs) go by so fast. Look around, take the faces in, like pause for a moment. And that was the impression that my dad passed on to us. And it was so valuable. And I try to do the same with my kids, right? When they have those euphoric moments, when they achieve something they've been working so hard at, memorize this moment, sit in it for just a second and just like soak it into your skin so that you will always remember what it felt like to achieve something you worked so hard for. Okay, well, that'll be tonight's lesson at the dinner table. Thanks, Jen. Yeah, I'll pass that you're on. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> Have a great day.